Uh, hey all, thanks for listening to our brand new revised Use Your Words podcast for Red Flag Poetry. In this uh, inaugural podcast, the four of us, myself, Sarah Everett, Matt Stumpf, and Wes McMasters, are sitting down to talk about the project, the project as a whole, and the larger ramifications of poetry on the cultural endeavors of the world today. So, what do you guys think? A little poetic let's, epistemology here. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Red Flag first. So, a little brief history if you're unfamiliar with the project. It started in December of 14. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, yeah, I'm very <laughs> unsure about that. We're going into, this is our third full year that we're starting right now. Started as an idea on a drive from Pennsylvania to Michigan or vice versa, in which I wanted to start a project to make people return to the mailbox. I love mail. That's deep, man. It is deep. Could you say you wanted to make the mailbox great again? I did, yes. I wanted to make mm-hmm. the mailbox great again. Um, which I don't, I, I don't actually subscribe to my own postcard, so I don't know if the mailbox is great again. So, you three do. Do you guys... Is, is it great again? You're the only one who doesn't subscribe. I don't, I don't subscribe to my own postcards. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I think personally that, you know, the uh, mailbox has been made great again solely because of the small endeavor in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Right. I mean, what, 18 states? Two Canadian provinces? Two Canadian provinces. And it truly is... It's great to... T- we see, the best part is when I get on Facebook in the morning... And I see people sharing that, that our postcards arriving right into their day. Like right, that's, that's people like that. That is the best feeling when you get on there and you see that happening. So that's, that's the whole purpose of this, right? It's to brighten somebody's day through poetry. And when I see that online, I feel like we accomplished our goal, at least for that day. Good. Cool. What do you think? I don't know. I like getting it, and I have it on my campus now, um, so it's better than getting ads for housing. Is that all you get? Yeah. I'm not very popular. I don't I never got things in campus mail either. Mm-hmm. I got when I lived in the dorms I only got like a care package from my mother. I don't even And it was those. garbage. Yeah. Like it wasn't real garbage. She just did Here Peter. <laughs> Here are my banana peels. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Compost this. I tried to put my laundry back once, I think, and it didn't. <laughs> so I know how I feel about the project. Talk about the project from when each of you joined. So Wes joined first in March or April of 13. You published me in March. Right, okay. Um, so Peter Peter had been doing a one-man show out of his basement. No, uh, literally. So second floor office. Oh, second floor office. Now it's in a basement. Uh, yeah. Now in a basement. Uh, printing, printing off of his own printer, um, buying stamps, and, and he offered to... He offered to, uh, he solicited some of my work, and um, and I was a big fan of the project anyway. Um, and there were, uh, there were a solid, what, 19, 20 subscribers at that point? Daryl Monica um, was one. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl was to there. Darryl. Yeah, Daryl, you, uh, you're keeping us afloat, brother. Um, and, you know, so it was, it was really cool uh, to have my work go out. And then Pete, Pete asked if I wanted to be involved, and... Um, I did. I did want to be involved. Are you still? 
that. Did, <laughs> see, that's the question that uh, yeah. needs to be answered right there. Yeah. Yeah, see, if it wasn't for the management of Red Flag, I think that I'd probably be. I hear um, the CFO is a real. The CFO is a piece of, of shit. Don't you mean yeah. rephrase that micromanagement? Of, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, it's Sorry. it's been it's been really phenomenal to uh, to watch the project grow from twenty to you know three or four states to. You know, into the hundreds and 18 states, two Canadian provinces, a team of four. We're going to have a team of five in the spring. Um, and honestly, to see it to where, you know, Pete and I were cutting up postcards on the second floor office to now it's about all we can do to uh, get together once a week to talk about the, the status of the project and see full-length books coming out and see some really phenomenal poets. Um, and it's been, it's been a real honor to... Uh, saddle up with with Pete and the rest of the team and kind of ride this ride this crazy train out. Out, you know, out. Yeehaw. Right. Matt, you were second. When did when it was did we about ask a year you? ago? I mean, it's been over a year now. Yeah, right? it was, it was last yesterday. fall. <laughs> it was last fall. <laughs> I remember like it was chill, chill out of there. It was it was the very beginning of last fall semester is when you guys asked me to come on. I remember we were sitting in the library. Wes was working at the time. Wes was no. at, at his at his his. Favorite uh, library job, you know, mm-hmm. stocking paper and making sure people weren't watching porn. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you guys turned to me and just were like, hey, come here, come here, come here. And then you were like, hey, do you want to be part of this project? Because we have too much work that we can't handle. That was basically the way I was introduced to Red Flag. Right. And I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. I don't know. It, well, I don't know how where we were at, like as far as subscribers down. go at that point or anything. I know a hundred at that point was still a pipe dream. Whenever right. I was brought on, a hundred was we were like, whoa, we were still shooting for a hundred, and now we're sitting at over around one hundred and thirty, almost one hundred forty, and that's pretty impressive for a year of growth. I think so. I mean, I know that Matt does a lot. I mean, in terms of Matt knows the numbers in terms of subscribers, and I feel he knows yeah. all that things. I don't know. Behind the scenes, right? Yeah, a lot of the time. Sarah, mm-hmm. what do you think? You get the the most turbulent joining. <laughs> I guess um, I was in England on study abroad when I got an email from the English department, which was the greatest email ever to get while in a foreign country. Is here's what you can do when you get back to school, um, <laughs> and it just had. A, the uh, application, it said, you know, Red Flag is a on-campus thing, and they're looking for someone to intern. And I emailed, um, I believe it was Dr. Gata at the time, and she asked you guys questions, like if it was on campus and if I had to travel anywhere. She told me that. Um, and I asked my mom, and she's like, yeah, you should just do it because you're not doing anything else with your life at this time. Um, I disagree with your mother. <laughs> From what I know about you, I disagree. And, um, it's still a typical I mother answer. I, I, was, I wasn't looking for something to do, but I was going to try it anyways. And then I guess I was the only person that actually applied at the time. So and then I interviewed on the phone mm-hmm. with Wes. Yep. And then I showed up in August at a coffee shop and been going to the coffee shop ever since. But I think that we can solidly say that without Sarah as part of this team, we would have crumbled this <laughs> semester. There was, my favorite story to tell is when we had a meeting and we were packing up and getting ready to go and we had forgotten that... Uh, or that you didn't know what month it was? Or that, yeah, <laughs> you didn't yeah. bring a pen? Yeah. Or was it your date book? Okay, so <laughs> so there's a lot of moments when Sarah really like saved my ass particularly. Okay. <laughs> but um, but my favorite one is when there was a writing carnival that we had, we had agreed to set up a table for 
And that was on Thursday, and our meeting was on Monday, and we all packed up our stuff, and we were getting ready to go until Sarah reminded us that we had signed up to go to a writing carnival on Thursday, and we all sat back down and um, admitted to Passed out a very good plan that we never got to put into action. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's disappointing. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> so. What about you, Peter? What about you? Where's, yeah. how, how's, yeah. how's your vision of the project been going? Let's hear it from the horse's oh, mouth, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Uh-huh. It's good. I love it. The end. <laughs> you know, it's the thing that I do out of the shape <coughs> of my heart. I already told you where it came from. I just like starting projects. Mm-hmm. I like starting them. Pete is a serial project creator. And yeah. yeah you just... Do you ever finish projects? Or... Oh, no. Hopefully not. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Ponder, so ponder is, that one for a little bit. This is the longest that you've stayed with any particular project that you've started, isn't it? No, I was with the mill for three years, but it was it took a year to develop, and then two years of public of doing it. How's the mill doing? It's actually back and alive now. Right. Yeah, it right. was defunct for for a semester because of lack of uh, editorial leadership, but they've started it back up, taking submissions. It's only for UT students, but mm. that's how I always wanted it. Okay. So, the UT being the University of Toledo, that mm. is, not Texas. I was mm. not that good. <laughs> the, uh, the major difference between the mill and red flag poetry, aside from our expanded readership... And, and aesthetic. And totally. aesthetic. Um, aesthetic, yeah. uh, The mill also had t-shirts, which Peter has yet to provide oh. his, uh, his hmm. staffers with. Actually, no, my staffers bought me a t-shirt, actually. Oh. 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 Well, your staffers there were better than your staffers here. <laughs> it was it was so. actually a gift for a job well done. Just um, so we'd like hey, to point this out. Uh, Would you? I could have not paid for Brandon's books. <laughs> I could have bought you a T-shirt instead. I, if you I've wanted, never asked you know, for a T-shirt. <laughs> if you wanted, I want to make T-shirts. But I want T-shirts. Them. I think we should have T-shirts. I think we should too. So now we're moving into books. Well, like, what? I don't know. Okay, like we have to talk about. I don't know. The product. Let's talk about, talk about our favorite our favorite moments of red flag yeah, poetry. Yeah, yeah, favorite moments. Or, or favorite poems. postcards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is still Jordi Alonzo's. Um, mine is forecast. still mine. That's honestly what I thought <laughs> you were going for. I <laughs> was the best. Um, Jordi Alonzo's poem uh, forecast that I can't remember. It was um, uh, no- October? No, November. It was November of 15. It was, uh, it's one of the shortest poems that we've ever published, despite the fact that our aesthetic is to publish shorter, pithy mm-hmm. poetry, as the website says over and over again. Because um, pithy is a good word. Pithy is a mediocre word. <laughs> Matt didn't write it, to be fair. I know, no, I know, I know, I know. I got my problems with the word pithy. Okay, continue. <laughs> That's it. I like I like Jordy's poem, and I'm I'm glad that Jordy uh, Jordy is now working with us on a full length collection mm-hmm. called the Lover's Phrase Book, coming out January fourteenth, two thousand seventeen. Thank you, <laughs> thanks, Sarah. Yeah. You know, I'm look, I'm actually looking at the website. I don't know what my favorite one is. It was yeah, it was November fifteenth, yeah. Jordy's was. So like, in terms of art. I honestly think that one of my favorite is Natalie DeFore's Cooking Stories. Um, I solicited this piece by uh, an artist friend of mine, Rory McLaughlin, and I just, I love this piece um, a lot, 
As far as poems, though, I, I like them all for each individual reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, the very first poem I'm very sentimental about, just because it's how else do I get a project started than with a poem about Abraham Lincoln and, Lincoln and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, like, how else do you start a project than not through through some type of humor, in a way? At least that's how I see it. And then just constantly going forward, I don't know. You know, March, uh, no, you know, March of tw- uh, 2015 or February was pretty good, too. So, yeah, it was February 2015. That's pretty good, too. I don't know. Matt, what do you think? I don't know. I've got favorites, like you said, there's... Like, personally, my, my one of my favorites always will be John Dorsey's because that was the first one I subscribed to. And that was the first one I got in the mail was John Dorsey's postcard. So, and then I got online and I heard him read it and it was fantastic. And But I think that that's more for sentimental reasons why I like that poem. It's a good poem, not, not don't get me wrong, but it's for more for sentimental reasons why I liked it. My actual favorite poem of recent memory was, isn't it... Laura Scroggs? Scroggs? The, yeah, it was the IV. Oh, God, yeah. I love yeah. that poem. That poem is fantastic. That poem, that poem was... Um, we published that poem when my grandfather was pretty sick uh, a few months before he passed away. Yeah. That poem hit me in some ways that... Uh, it's a it, really it good poem. Ways, and that, that all together, that postcard came together really nicely with the quilt imagery. Yeah. And it was... It was awesome to publish Laura for me because Laura actually was originally on the project on Red Flag. Laura did the original website design. Laura did a lot of the Thanks, Laura. Uh, construction mm-hmm. in terms of the foundational support. Laura also helped me start the mill. Started, helped me to start the mill once uh, in Toledo, um, and it was it was really gratifying to be able to publish her poem because I had pushed her to uh, to submit. Um, a lot because she used to write some really phenomenal poetry, but she wouldn't share it with anybody. Mm-hmm. It was very per- it was very much a personal endeavor. And when she finally w- did submit this, I was I was thrilled. It was because it was great. She's she's phenomenal in terms of mm-hmm. her writing style and things like that. It's, so it was awesome. But it is really tough to pick a favorite, especially because I feel like we we're growing with each and every postcard. Right. And that's that's the best part, and in which each one comes out. <laughs> Not to not to discredit any of the previous poems we published, but I think altogether the work is just getting better. Like all around, it's getting uh, that goes with us getting better at the craft as well. So. What I think is very interesting about this: so if we were to produce a journal, mm. a monthly, bi-monthly, annually, whatever, each journal becomes its own thing. With this here, each one has its own character, much like its own issue would, but. It's so much small, smaller and condensed. It becomes like, yeah, mm. I really like a lot of things about issue four. But issue five is equally as good for a different reason. You know, it's it's got that same connection to it. I don't know. At least that's how I see it. There's a lot more weight too than with with our decisions as editors, as to you know because if you get a, if you get a if you get a monthly magazine that has twenty poems and three short stories in it, you don't like two or three of the poems. You know, you're bound to find something that's that you mm-hmm. like in there. But uh, we we have to go with the mindset of if if we don't publish something. Um, if it's not, it, it has to be a wow. Like, if it's yeah, yeah, if it's not good, then people are waiting a month before they see anything else, and so and so our standard our standards mm-hmm. have to stay high, um, our our editorial eyes have to stay focused, and uh, we have to make sure that what we're doing we we fully believe in because otherwise otherwise there's no reason for there's no reason for people to resubscribe um, when they're twelve months are up. 
So I, I think that it's I think that it's a little bit tougher in that way too. Um, yeah, that responsibility falls on us to make sure they want to resubscribe after the twelve. That's why, like you were saying, we have to be very picky about these, but we have to keep being creative with it too. Like it has to be different almost every time. Like there has to be like you just redesign the logo to keep us on our toes, sort of thing. Like I like that. Like thinking about it like that. Yeah. Like things just changing it up a little bit each time. So I mean, we we've actually changed a lot in the past couple of months, but. I wanted to. I mean, what about you? Do you have a favorite so far? I mean, looking. I haven't here? really been here for enough of them to have a favorite. Um, I think Steve Schilling's The Spelling Bee Champion's my favorite because I was there for all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So I was I was able to get the artwork. Um, I was there for the interview, which I thought was a really interesting um, addition to it. So that's the one I like the best. But it's because I don't know much about poetry, and that was just one that I was involved in. Sure. So. so I mean, to speak to the actual aesthetic design change. Uh, you know, it started out very simple, and within the first couple of months, we changed the way the greetings from looked, and then the simple layout of the website to constantly trying to update the the fonts and the logos and to make it more interesting. And I think Sarah is actually uh, a really great way to to do that, honestly, mm-hmm. because you have an eye for that that type of thing. Um, it's definitely been and, an asset. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to speak anything to the way that the design looks or things like that. Um, well, when I started looking at your website, I thought that was really, I really loved the website the first time I saw it. And so then Thanks when again, you went Laura. to... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Laura. Yeah. So when you started thinking about making postcards or advertisements um, or like holiday sale reminders, things like that, I wanted to make sure that it looked like something that people who made the website would still make. So I really like the idea of staying within the color scheme of red, black, and white, which mm-hmm. was what a couple of my first ideas were. Um, when we did our submissions um, stuff, I wanted to make it look a little bit more old-fashioned, so I went with the back of a postcard. So I kind of like sticking within the same simple three-color theme, but still kind of sticking to the um, the gimmick of the postcards. Right. Not to sound no, bad, I, but like the gimmick of postcards is kind of a cool way to address it. And that's something we've actually tried to incorporate. So... With Poetry Express, we uh, a friend of mine designed a logo for that, which unfortunately isn't really fu- like developed. The logo itself, mm-hmm. the Poetry Express is, is actually developing very nicely. But the logo, mm-hmm. right, we tried to incorporate that idea of the Pony Express, the classic mm-hmm. postcard look, and it just, you're right, in a lot of ways it didn't mix, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of contemporary styling with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I think that, we run into trouble there because the Poetry Express, and we haven't talked <coughs> about it yet, Poetry Express, we deliver it also a poem a month via email so with the pony and the poem I don't know it, that really didn't mix it's right. like we were trying too hard to, to insert it. history into an email like and <coughs> it didn't really work out too well that is a fantastic logo though I mean I love that pony right. press logo I, and I, just, I wish we could use it in some better manner but I don't know how to go about that really right so we're moving on in well, we are exceeding the industry averages on MailChimp. Apparently we are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell your friends. Mm-hmm. The industry of poetry? Of <laughs> uh, creative, it was like creative arts. Art, arts, like yeah, creative in the arts. Hey. What's the percentage that we're exceeding? Fuck that. Industry. 25% of our po- uh, po- people actually open the email. 25%. Mm. I mean, in the, like, in the industry average is 21. Right. Mm. So, And we're, we're hitting 25. But I will say that I actually uh, I'd subscribe to that list. Okay. I get those emails. Do you open them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times, actually. And you could track that. Uh-huh, you you can. can track each how many times each person opens mm-hmm. it. And you can track if they share it. Kind of creepy. Last time, we had, last time we actually had more shares than ever. And I think that's because I shared it like twice, but that's... Don't 
Don't worry about that. But, <laughs> yeah, we can leave that part out. But So, <coughs> the project is, like you see, we've already talked about it. Um, you alright? No. Do you want to go get a drink? No. Take a time out for a just sponsor keep, break. Just keep going. Sponsor Alka Seltzer. Right, Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer. Keep it up. <coughs> yeah. We're moving on in terms of bigger bigger aspects of the project, right? We had um, three chapbooks, which the entire look of the of the chapbook production has changed immensely over just the, the construction of the three. Over what? That's only been a few months, even. Too. Yeah, I mean. When did we release AJ? When? when March. March. Yeah. March to. Uh, been less than yeah. Yeah, less less than less than ten months. Yeah. And the entire production has changed, and it looks so much better now. Partially, I mean, in terms of printing, we're, we're spending a little bit more to print, but... Well, and shout out to Gazette Printers for, um, you know, a solid product dealing with us. <laughs> yeah. uh, dealing with our bullcrap. For teaching Pete how to use Photoshop. Um, GIMP just isn't a replacement. That's, what can I say? I mean, you just can't, can't use GIMP for things where Photoshop needs to be used. <laughs> Never really, no. Well, so let's let's talk about the the shift, the like the challenges in that shift. So the challenges from Peter primarily as 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 the the that head designer basically. I would yeah. Mean that the, as the uh, editor in chief, you know, switching the aesthetic, but somehow I mean, so we we actually, I mean, interestingly, for something that doesn't convey the same aesthetic as the postcard. We found little ways to transfer that aesthetic, right? Just even even the red inserts. So we had color insert for the first chapbook that we ever did. We just did colored inserts. I think we did color for Andrews too. We did colored for Andrews. Yeah. Random, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the first two, for the first one, which we did by hand, we stapled in Peter's basement, um, painstakingly, and numbered awesome. by hand. No, and there was there was something beautiful about that process. There was. Um, except Peter's. Uh, printer cup. And it's poor choice in beer. Yeah. And that was you. Oh, I'm sorry, man. What did you bring? That Guinness IPA. Oh, that yeah, awful that was bad. Guinness yeah. blonde shit. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. Um, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, but I mean, there was something, there was something about... <laughs> Red Flag's beer choice. That's a yeah. different podcast. <laughs> there, was something, there was something beautiful about that hands-on experience that we don't get in the same ways anymore. We get it in other ways. I mean, we still, you know, we still do some things, but... Um, it sounds like we've been doing this for years, you know, back in the day when we did it well, by hand. Realistically, we do a postcard a month. That's that's a lot when you think about it. It is. Too, no, it's a know? lot. It's a lot. When you think it's about the run of most journals and stuff, we've do, we do more work, I would say, right. in general, because we're working every month. We have to start over, whereas right. a journal has a submission period, and then they close it, and then they turn it up, turn it over, and it's mm-hmm. the same smaller cycles, but we actually, our cycle starts over every, every month. month. Mm-hmm. And with chapbooks, if we were to do three, like we did last year, that's a... Every, like a three month turnaround, basically, it's it's a huge cycle. I mean, considering publishing three volumes of your favorite lit mag a year, that's mm-hmm. that's a huge endeavor. It is one, well, and now we're um, now we're moving into full lengths, which are even more uh, more time consuming. Time consuming. Yeah. Time sensitive. Uh, and, you know, getting. Well, anyway, so so our chapbooks now we've decided have, you know, a red insert that kind of represents that aesthetic of Red Flag Press. So, and that took us that took us until our third chapbook to really get that down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really have a fourth chapbook slated. Do we? Incorporated the flag for the page numbers too. And the flag on the page numbers. That was always been there. It's well, but there. I mean that's that's one way we've incorporated this aesthetic oh, in the postcard aesthetic into the book. 
What's our what's our fourth chapter? We don't have. A we don't have one. Which submissions are open for submittable? It's three dollars to submit, but uh, well worth it. We're looking. I'm looking to do four in twenty seventeen. Four chapbooks. Four chapbooks and one full length. We are we doing two. two. We're already yeah. doing two. No more full lengths in twenty seventeen. We'll see what happens. I'm open to a third, but it has to be in the fall. December, like yeah. next yeah. next winter, like yeah. Anyhow, Maybe something with taxes. <laughs> taxes, the tax man. Hey, I'm the CFO. I'm the CFO. You, at one point, the, we're the idea man too. Until somebody until kept somebody... coming up with better ideas than me. <laughs> It still says it on our web page, I think. It also says it on my business cards. Webmaster <laughs> hasn't updated yet, that yet, so I don't know who the webmaster yeah, My business card still says webmaster. So oh, I guess okay. it I guess it's must be my responsibility then. So how do we end this? Talk about your initial vision for Red Flag and your vision for Red Flag now. Peter, as chief editor of Red Flag, as you've gotten to see the project grow and expand, how does how does the status of the project now reflect your initial vision for the project and, and where do you see it going in the future? Where, where it's going? I can tell you where it's going. Yeah. And then allow me to retort. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know. The It's interesting because for Wesley and myself, poetry is something does very different things. And I think that that's a benefit to the project that I never envisioned. Wesley likes poetry that's a lot more political, social. Um, I do, I do. Yeah, and I'm trying, yeah. to think, I'm trying to think of a third. Gritty. Just, yeah, gritty. Uh, I'm okay with gritty to some extent. Mm-hmm. But political and social, whereas I want poems that are more kind of abstract. Um, that's not saying they can't mix. So it's a lot harder for us to, to kind of you know, uh, abstract and, and descriptive and focused on. I can't think of the word that I want. But I, think, I, I like tangible poems. Right. I like tangible that's, that's poems. That's good way to think about I think it. that you like abstract poems. Yeah. And that, that aesthetic difference has become clearer the longer right. that we've been reading poetry together. And Matt, Matt's somewhere in... Uh, I mean... I don't know. I think it's somewhere, I'm somewhere in the middle yeah. of the thing. I'm hoping yeah. that Sarah will read at some point. Yeah. Whether she's good at it or not, she still has, a, has an opinion, and that's what matters. We're no experts. We just pretend to be. I'm a <laughs> not even. Tan- I don't even know how to. I'm a, like a reactionary. Is the way I. I don't know. Yeah. I like poems that make me. I want to like either cry, punch something, or or die afterwards. Like that's why. Yeah. If I don't feel something like that after I no, read it, I don't think it's worth try. it. Like. So I know a restaurant. He should try. Well, cry, that. punch something. <laughs> it's no. a joke. Never mind. It's a bad joke. Undeveloped, off the cuff. Forget no, but I think you know what I mean, though. I mean, Sarah I, I, I like that, like visceral poetry, almost. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, and again, that that's hard to kind of align with all of this. Three, four different voices coming together. One voice just. And I think, well, and I think as <laughs> as we go through submissions and stuff, I think it it that's, it's better to have those multiple opinions when we go through our submissions because we're not going to accept. It's not like we're not cookie cutter then in that way. Right? Like we're not going to accept all the same poems as we've seen with our chapbooks. We, I mean, they've been three very different aesthetics through all three of our chapbooks. Got AJ, which is I don't know how to describe AJ. It's gritty. His is gritty. It is is also based on social. But Mm -hmm. what's the the phrase that he embodies? I can never remember it. I mean, he called that whole thing like a zine style, right? But the the style of writing, it's something about Los Angeles culture. Cholo? 
Like, is that what it is? Is that what he tries to embody in a way? Well, I, I mean, that's where a lot of the like artwork and the that the sort references. Of, that is okay, from. yeah, 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 that sort of idea. But okay. I think it is like it's that sort of like it is L.A. cultures where he's like yeah, like the gritty L.A. like the L.A.'s underbelly yeah. is represented in A.J.'s poetry versus Andrew Field, who wrote an entire chapbook that was essentially about his mother. Um, Which and, is equally as powerful. It is. In its own it, way. Is yeah. it is. But even stylistically, the poems are very different. Very different. And Brandon Gomes, whose playful nature was kind of overlapped with a love of science and 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 word structure and wordplay and three incredibly different books. Um, and I, that's I think that's fantastic. And that's. And I, yeah, I remember when we had that conversation for setting this this project, this aspect of the project up. We we wanted to set those up in a way that we were like, okay, we're not stuck in anything mm-hmm. from here on out. Yeah, well, and I and I think that there's something about the honesty behind our selection of poems too. In that, so when we see there's a poem that the three of us vote, voted yes on most recently, right? There maybe were only three or four where immediately we all said yes to the exact same poet. Interestingly, we might have said yes to the same poet, but not the same poem. Mm-hmm in that poet's submission, but when we all agreed on, on a poem, that poem was somehow phenomenal. Nobody needed to be talked into it, nobody was on the line. When we mm-hmm. all, when all three void, that, that poem was just, and I think that that speaks to a kind of universal taste that we, we share as, as writers ourselves and as, as editors, mm-hmm. that there's, there is something, there's still, it doesn't matter what your preference is, there's still something behind a poem that can punch anybody in the face and that can knock anybody down, and that's, I think that that's the poetry that we strive for, regardless of aesthetic or regardless of taste, and um, and we're lucky enough to get a lot of that kind of poetry that we we get yeah. to publish. Yeah. Um, and that's really to our benefit. With our as the readership expands and as we continue to grow, the, I don't know how to say it, the, the that stuff is go, that's going to become more and more important. The, the, that we publish those poems that all everybody here is like yes. Because we want we want all 150 in the future, all thousand subscribers to all also look at that poem friends. and go yes, like that's what yeah. we that's the reaction we want. I want them to get to their mailbox, pull that out, read it, and go and have the same reaction all three of us had. When and we, then when they get inside, they need to read it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were there were a couple poems specifically that you know we're really excited to see come out in the next couple months. There's one by a by, by a veteran. Um, but the there was an uh, I can't remember his name right now. A medic in the was it um, the Af- Afghanistan, oh, Afghanistan Afghan, War? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and these poems, these poems were not in stylistically anything that we, any of the three of us, would have been accustomed to or that we would have appreciated, just stylistically. But there was something about the content, um, and there's there's just something about the poem that knocked all of us totally off our feet mm-hmm. and and that's the kind of poetry that we want to we want to continue to put out so our first initial podcast it's going down in the books as a success from here on out i think we'll have topics right we'll talk about um something either poetry related socially related culture related something to that effect is in terms of the poem and the poet and uh, the project at large uh, so we hope that everyone that listened now We'll come back and listen then. And be sure to send us emails with your comments, feedback, things at redflagpoetry. Or sorry, at gmail.com. Visit our website at redflagpoetry.com. Twitter, Facebook. Twitter, Facebook of the same Red Flag Poetry. Tumblr. Oh, and Tumblr. Um, keep an eye on our events, too. We have events coming up, cool events, readings. We will be making a trip to Cleveland shortly for anybody in the Great Lakes area. 
So yes. Can I get Red a flag hell out? Yeah? Can I get a hell yeah real quick? Hell yeah. Yeah? Okay, good. Red flag out. Now drop that mic, please. <laughs> no, literally. Hey guys. Thanks for listening to our first official Use Your Words podcast. This has been Pete Faziani, Wes McMasters, Matt Stumpf, and Sarah Everett of Red Flag Poetry. The intro and outro music was written and performed by Sarah Everett and Josh Hudson of Mind the Neighbors, and the podcast was edited by Pete Faziani.